the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up This Morning. You're tuning your heart to the truth, and we're so glad you are with us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Johnny Bear. Hey, guys. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Wow. Yes. Everybody's awake after last night's weather. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That was, everybody's that okay was something. This <laughs> yes. 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 We go. We hope you got power, and because uh, uh, we're streaming power this morning, the power of the gospel to you <laughs> this morning, right. as uh, Saint Paul would do if he were alive today. And I say that because we are remembering today the conversion of Saint Paul, as you recall, on the road to Damascus. The Lord appeared to him and said, "Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me?" And of course, we being his church. Very powerful. So let's uh, call on his intercession today as we get our day started out with prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Lord, just as you filled St. Paul the Apostle with love and zeal for the truth of the gospel, we humbly ask for that same desire to spread the faith to the world today. Through the saving power of the cross and the food of the Eucharist, may our acts of charity, our words of comfort, and our courage to withstand any persecution for your sake be a witness of your divine goodness to others and a continuing call to our own conversion. And we pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. St. Paul, the Apostle, pray, pray for, for us. us. Pray for us. Looking forward to Johnny's gospel reflection. That'll be in about six minutes. Stay with us. Johnny always has some wonderful insights on today's reading. In 18 minutes, Kathleen Higgins joins Alicia in the Baton Rouge studio. Kathleen is now the director of youth and young adult ministry in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. We're going to get a little March for Life update from her since she was in D.C. last week and also see how she's doing in her new role as the director of youth and young adult ministry. I I think they couldn't have picked a better, more agree, spunky Gabby. person to really get the young people alive in the church. So looking forward to speaking with Kathleen today. And in 35 minutes, John DiGirolamo joins us to talk about his new book called It's Not About the Predator, A Parent's Guide to Internet and Social Media Safety. This is so important. Of course, social media and internet is changing all the time. So I'm looking forward to speaking to John about this today and learning a little bit more about how to keep our kids safe. And in 48 minutes, Dina Dow joins us. She's the Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. 
and she's going to be talking about the upcoming wine conference, which is happening this Saturday at Our Lady of Mercy in Baton Rouge, and we're excited. Yes. I We're going to be there. Catholic Union Media is going to be there, and so many other wonderful vendors, and uh, yeah. Dina's going to tell us a little bit more about why you should attend, ladies. That's right. That's right. Okay. Now, you know, it's going to be hard to get our attention. Once I have Dina and uh, <laughs> and Kathleen in here with me, y'all are going to have to wave me down when we go back live on the air because it's always a great conversation between the breaks with them and, of course, on the air. Well, uh, speaking of the air, uh, hopefully everybody was safe from that uh, terrible weather that came through last night. Lots of wind, lots of rain. So be careful on the roadways as you travel into work and school today uh, in case there's some standing water. It will be mostly cloudy today in the majority of our listening area. Uh, Breezy with northwest wind 15 to 20 miles per hour. Wow. The current temperature is Baton Rouge 48 degrees, Hammond 50, New Orleans 55, and Mississippi Bay St. Louis 57. Biloxi is 50, 56 degrees. So stick around. You're tuning your heart to the truth. Johnny A. Bear will be back uh, with the gospel reflection. It is five minutes after the hour on Wake Up. A blessed feast of the conversion of St. Paul the Apostle, today's gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 16. Jesus appeared to the eleven and said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Thank you, Father Chris Decker. Well, guys, you know, we go to Mass today, and uh, both the first reading and this reading uh, talk about the importance of faith, but also being followed up with baptism. Our Lord is risen now, and as He proclaims to go and baptize. So I thought it'd be good just to talk about some images of baptism because maybe that helps us to explain what we believe and why it's so necessary okay okay so you know the church you know is going through the catechism and the church describes this baptism that we receive as if we're walking through a door uh, or into a house or say even into a ship in which the lord the ship the house is the church itself and once through that door, you know, we're able to receive all the gifts in that house or that ship, you know, from the, maybe from the ship galley, you know, the kitchen of the Holy Spirit, basically. And then as, as Christians, then we're able to go through these other doors, which these doors we call sacraments. The fullness of life is realized, the sacraments of initiation, of course, being penance and the Eucharist. And uh, so, you know, to believe is a great place to start, but we must, but to be baptized is, is something we want to explore into. But there's some other great images on this as we try and explain this to, to our family and friends. You know, first of all, with, with respect to baptism, it's not just some external ritual. You know, when you take a shower, you take a bath, it's all on the outside. But when we, even when you want to get really healthy and you and we probably going through colds or whatever and it's the doctors always say drink plenty of fluids, you know. <laughs> You'll always drink plenty <laughs> yes. of water. 
So internally that helps us. In the same way, what, what Catholics believe, what happens at baptism, it's an inside job, you know, but it's spiritually, it's to the soul. And the ailment is this is original sin, and that's what's removed during baptism. This is what we've always believed since the beginning. Catholics, Orthodox, mainline traditions still believe this. And that's why, you know, it's a mistake for some uh, to say, especially since the Reformation, that uh, that baptism is some type of public statement of belief uh, by the one being baptized. And, and that's a problem there because that's confusing the removal of sins that you've committed, venial and mortal sins, with baptism, which is actually the removal of the wound of sin that all are, we're all born with as a result of our nature. And now to be sure, as, as an adult, you get both. You know, you can go to reconciliation to receive that of uh, uh, absolution from the sins, but also baptism washes away that original sin. So that's an important mm-hmm. distinction there. And and some say, well, you know, but what about the faith part? Because the, the child doesn't have faith. But as we recall, our Lord many times relied on the faith of others to heal their family members. And so the same thing happens mm-hmm. here. The parents and the godparents' faith is what was relied on to to help during that uh, baptismal rite. Another here's another uh, image. Uh, the we use the churches uses the image of baptism as a seal. Now we were going through the store the other day, and you go through the meat department, you see these seals of freshness on all this kind of food and everything <laughs> like that, you know. But it says what's inside has been purified, you know. Uh, well, your holy meat after baptism, you know, <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of a physical stamp, though, you, you what, the seal we use is the sign of the cross and and the chrism oil, and using the formula, mm-hmm. the Trinitarian formula, which is why we immerse three times, you know, and that seal can never be erased, even if that person never bears fruit of that seed that's planted there. And I think that should be a good comfort to all of us, all of those who have children who've strayed from the faith. That seal is forever and is continually calling them home. Uh, here's, another, here's another one, uh, maybe lesser known in terms of uh, a symbol of baptism. Um, this, uh, this house that we're entering into, basically, the catechism says it's like we become, the baptized become living stones and in so doing, it's not a plain man-made uh, institution that we're welcoming children into, but literally, uh, we become part of God's living temple. We enter into a new family. It's a new race. It's a, a royal priesthood is what the, the, the church says. So we share in this priesthood of all believers who share in Jesus's ongoing mission. Um, think of the power that that could unleash if all of us were living stones. And I can't help but recall, you remember when Jesus came into Jerusalem uh, on, on, that, on that day and all were shouting and, and the people were saying, uh, be quiet, be quiet, you know. And Jesus says, I tell you, even the stones would cry out, you know. Uh, and that's how we should be, you know, is that we're living stones shouting that out like a chorus uh, of with every baptism. I think that's what happens in heaven with every baptism. There's a, there's a hallelujah going on in heaven with every single one. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking, you know, we may start your baptismal uh, the, the party. Uh, you invite a few to the baptism, but after the baptism, you got a much longer list for the post baptism celebration because now you're part of billions of believers you know and then um this ship this temple of living stones this is this is the great part 
it's not just, it's going someplace. Uh, this temple is, and then we see this in the book of Revelation, where these living stones, this church, this temple, is like a bride coming to meet Jesus, the bridegroom, to be with him, to experience what unity really looks like as we gaze upon the Trinity. And the cool part about this is what we read when, when we get there. What do we see? But the river of water of life is at the center of this new Jerusalem uh, and flowing from the throne of God and from the Lamb. And parked right on the side of that is the tree of life. So in other words, Eden is not just restored. God has renewed it. And the water is the source spiritually of all baptisms from Eden to the River Jordan all the way to our local church's baptismal font. So here's the deal. If you want all that for yourself and for your children, then that tiny baptismal font is the door to the ship that leads to the throne. That's great. You know, Mm -hmm. caveat, you got to swim upstream from there. So finally, (laughs) that brings us to St. Paul's conversion. You know, the Lord spoke to him. First thing he told him to do after he was healed and prayed, be baptized. Mm -hmm. Swim upstream. That's right. That's that's our teaching. That's our church. right? So spread the faith, spread the truth of the baptism. Well, you know her and you love her. Kathleen Higgins is going to join us next to talk about her new role as a director of youth and young adult ministry in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. It's quarter past the hour on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for January 25th. Today we celebrate the conversion of St. Paul. Not many saints are remembered for the moment of their conversion, but few saints are like Paul, and few have as dramatic an experience as he did when he encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus. In an instant, Paul saw that he had misused the zeal of his dynamic personality to zealously harass all Christians and all that Jesus stood for. In one moment, Paul became a slave of Christ, whose goal was to be a minister of reconciliation and an instrument to help others experience Jesus. It was one sentence that moved him, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. In an instant, Paul realized that Jesus was, in fact, the mysterious fulfillment of all he had been blindly pursuing. From that moment on, Paul tirelessly proclaimed and lived out the message of the cross. Paul's writings can be hard to understand and appreciate, But who could question the meaning and beauty of his oft-quoted words in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which begin, Love is patient, love is kind. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Good morning. It is 18 minutes after the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. Thanks for tuning in to Wake Up on Catholic Community Radio. Well, I'm Alicia Quibido, and I'm so happy to have with me my friend Kathleen Higgins. I'm back. She's back. 
You know her. You love her. Uh, we know Kathleen uh, from Catholic Underground mm-hmm. and yeah. from being a guest on on Wake Up Many Times. I've been around co-host. a few times. Oh, yeah. Yep. You've been here for a while. So it's yeah. great to have you back. And in your new capacity yes. with the Diocese of yeah. Baton as the director yeah. of a Youth and Young Adult Ministry oh, for the Diocese. Oh, Look at you. <laughs> yes. You're rowing the boat all I, by yourself. Oh, shoot. There's a whole, look, there's a whole lot. I, there's a whole lot of people pushing from behind. So um, I started in the in the, the office in June. Um, I taught for, you know, it's funny. I taught for 10 years. Um, and then 2018, the Lord said very clearly, and he doesn't always speak to me clearly, but mm-hmm. he was said, get out of teaching. And I said, Lord, I have a theology degree. Where shall I go? And so um, I, you know, for two and a half more years, I taught um, and, you know, it, it just it was very clear very wow. very clear um and and an opportunity to open up at the diocese for the coordinator position and you know it's it's interesting that um you know when i was in high school we had a beautiful beautiful soul in that position peggy leblanc and um and i remember growing up and peggy leblanc was like everybody's mama uh. and she just made sure everybody had what they needed you know cooper ray was our director and she she kind of ra- you know wrangled cooper ray and mm-hmm. and um it was fantastic but i remember growing up going why would you ever want to be like i always wanted to be a peggy okay, because okay she was beautiful sure. but like <laughs> and everybody loved her and she loved everybody but i was like why would you want to be a Peggy like like she she's always in the background she's always supporting oh. like you know and I was like I don't I want to be in the you front. know I want to be a Cooper Ray yes, yes. and um and then when I got into my position as the coordinator I was like I want to be Peggy <laughs> like I just want to take care of everybody make sure everybody's got snacks and band-aids and like yes. that's what I wanted to do and when the position opened up um Wes Giffen was our director so so good um when the position opened up I said um, I said, I'm just going to stay where I am. And the mm-hmm. Lord very, very clearly was that. like, yep. don't do it. And I was like, okay. And then I started talking about what the, with people about what the office was about now, mm-hmm. you know, and it used to be, uh, we used to put on events and that's kind of, we're kind of at a place where, um, we're, we're re-looking at ministry in general. Yes. And so there's been a lot of discussion about, um, the move from like programmatic ministry where mm-hmm. you used to be able to put a video in and like, right. that was it. Like, <laughs> right. you know, and then have some discussion questions afterwards. And that was youth ministry. Mm-hmm. And I think in the church as a whole, and this is such a cool discussion to have across the board is that we're moving towards the need for uh, relational ministry. Ah. Right. Yeah. To be in relation with people. People yes. aren't going to come to an event just because the church is putting it on. Right. They're going to come to something that's going on in the church because they've been personally invited. Yes. And to personally invite someone, you need to know them. Mm-hmm. And so we so there's a whole shift and it's wow. terrifying and exciting but at the same awesome. time. Right. And so we're relooking at what does. Like what does youth ministry and young adult ministry even even mean? Young adult ministry, I could do a whole other show on young adult I ministry. Bet you could. Um, I bet you but could. it's exciting. Yes. It's really, yes. really exciting. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's Red Stick Catholics, right? Right. So is, Red Stick Catholics is our young adult. Is our okay. young adult group. Okay. Yeah. So right now you're kind of yeah. Uh, so for our, for our youth group, so what, for our youth ministry, what we're doing is we're really pouring into our ministers okay. because it doesn't. For me, it doesn't really matter if we have diocesan-wide events yes. if our parish ministry is not healthy Amen. if the kids yeah. aren't coming to our parish they're not going to come to you know exactly. a conference you're right now for those of you who love conference 
it's it's there. I mean, we it's it's on yes. the board. Yeah. Um, I'm you know I don't want anybody to think I'm never doing a conference or world youth or all these yes. beloved events, but the need isn't there right now. Yep. And so to build up our to really pour into our ministers, who I call them the slashers, because okay. you don't like I think we have maybe one youth minister period in our they're always i'm youth minister and d- slash dre slash oh, mm-hmm. custodian slash yes, exactly blah, you know coffee maker yeah yep, so yep, they're doing yep. a million things so pouring of into course. them giving them the resources they need yeah that's awesome yeah. that's awesome resource and so, and there's some some parishes in our diocese that don't have youth right, ministers right. um yeah it's interesting to see um even you know we've been doing some parish visits mm-hmm. and even some of our our um our older parishes um, that's one of their questions is how do we get the young how people to church? Cause yes. we don't have a large population right. and, um, and it's very like when I hear it, I'm like, ah, I have to figure that out. But, yes. but I've seen on a national level and even a local level in Louisiana that that's everybody's question. Oh, sure. And so, um, so there's a lot of people looking at that question. Well, and I think, uh, you know, we visit weekly with Alan Miglerado. He does mm-hmm. a youth leadership formation yeah. training. And, and he often tells us how, you know, does it necessarily work uh, when mom says you have to, right, right. So, right. so there has to be a need, a, a want, right. a, a mm-hmm. deep, and to get them there. And sometimes yeah. you have to have a hook, right? Right. Well, yeah, and you know, it's it's really interesting to see um, the young people want. Like people are always like, oh, they have all kinds of ideas about what young people sure. are and what <laughs> right. they want. But what they really want when it comes to the faith is truth. Mm-hmm. And a real encounter. They want yes. something real. And so they want, like, you know, they, they want somebody to, to, it's simple. Like mm-hmm. it used to be we put on events where it was like, bring in the lights and the disco ball and the blah, blah. And, and now they're like, if you can put them in front of Jesus and say, and, and like form them and prepare them for that, right, to, to be in this personal relationship with Jesus, yes. right, that's what they want. Yeah, uh, that's what's going to keep mm-hmm. pulling them back. And they don't like, you know, I remember when I was teaching, I've been in conversations before where um, they were like, well, we can't cover this topic because the kids aren't going to get it. And I was like, what? Uh, what? Yes. Like yes. they they're they yeah. yearn. They're like yearning mm-hmm. for that. They're like, please. Tell me. And they know they yeah. know when you're like, oh, when when you don't aren't secure enough in it or when you're sure. trying to like kind of like, you know, brush them off. They're like, yeah, OK. Yes. And, and those are the best conversations when I, when they ask these difficult questions. And I'm like, look, I have no idea, but let's find it out together. That's relation oh, building, yes. you know, and that's what they want. They don't want all the answers. They exactly. think they do. Right. right. But they don't really want all the answers. They just want you to say, I'm with you on that. Let's figure it out. Let's you figure know? it out together. Yeah. Let, let's yeah. out. And I love that, you know, relationship is, is so important, not yeah. just with, with youth and young right. adult, right? To right. anybody uh, you're waiting around, you know, you can have that blanket invitation, but right. until somebody calls you and say, Hey, Kathleen, are you going yeah. to the whatever? Come yeah. with me. You're more likely or, to go. Yeah. Right? Or, you know, I'm finding with our young adults, our parishes, um, you know, they, it's a whole nother thing, but, um, <laughs> but you know, to be able to say, Hey, so Hey John, like I, I see that you're really good at this. Well, you would be an excellent lector. Could you do that? I need yes. somebody, right? Yes. I need you. And I see that you're good. I, I'm, I'm showing you the connection that, you know, and then I'm not just putting you in a position and being like, Hey, bye. See ya. Right. You know, I'm checking in with you. I'm, you know, it's, it's as simple as a short conversation after mass. Yes. How's your family? You know, um, mm-hmm. so the best people in my life will remember things, you know, that I've mentioned or that I asked them to pray for six months ago. Yes. You know, and I'm, I am 
admittedly working on that. Like, um, but that the, that's relational ministry, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, to be honest with you, I think not, our non-denominational churches mm-hmm. oh, do an they, excellent I, job of that. I agree with you. And I just yeah. want to sit down with them and be like, "Teach me." How do you do it? Uh, right? Because the Catholic Church, love her, um, yes. is is a little behind on that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. an, an authentic relationship. Because um, yes. it used to, it's just cultural. You know, people came to church because it's what we did. Exactly, and it's yes. no longer the case. Right. And so we're losing young people in droves, um, and we gotta we gotta figure out not not just you know. And I hate to say like we gotta figure out how to keep them. We, we gotta figure out how to bring them to Jesus. To make, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's gonna be through a relationship with somebody who's already encountered Jesus. Yes. You know. Yeah. That's beautiful, Kathleen. Mm. We're visiting with Kathleen Higgins. She's the new director of youth and young adult ministry yeah. for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Real quick, we don't have much yeah. time, but you were just in D.C. Yes. at the March for yeah. Life. Tell us how that went with, with uh, a million Excellent. of your closest friends. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, a few, a few here and there. Beautiful. It was, uh, it, you know, I, I flew up and I, I met the Louisiana, our Baton Rouge group, yes. um, which was excellent. And, you know, people, it's interesting because, you know, when people are like, oh, young people don't care about things. I'm like, Uh, uh, the March for Life is majorly young people. Exactly. uh, And they know what they're standing for. They're educated in it. They're passionate about it. um, And and they're rooted in Christ. And they know what the dignity of life is. Um, And so it was beautiful to celebrate this year. Um, You know, living in a post-Roe America, there's a lot of work still to do. Um, And I think that our young people are are ready for that. Because we've been, you know, it's when when you prep and you prep and you prep for years. And then finally... Like, I remember this summer being like, wait, 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 what? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then, but now it's like, okay, we're, we're in that work mode. And yes. so the work has just shifted to yes, how do we, ever. how do we care for mm-hmm. these women? How do we be in relationship with these women? Yes. You know, not just, you know, save the babies, which is great, but like now how do we, how do we really walk with these women? Yes. Yeah. And, and Bishop Duca has uh, recently issued a letter that, that the diocese is really yeah. going to focus in on really supporting yeah. those moms that are in crisis. Yeah. Right? And there's a lot of programs. Awesome. That, there's a lot of programs that are that are coming to light because mm-hmm. they've always been around. Right. Always been That's there. That's one of the things is people are like, oh, pro, pro-life people don't. And I'm like, dude. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Now, you know, we these, these efforts to care for women post-abortive yes. or um, after they've made the choice to carry their child have all, have been around. Yes. Um, and so I would love to see, I'm interested to see what resources we can pour into or what will be poured into That's now awesome. that, yeah, That's now that awesome. Roe v. Wade is no longer. I'm Kathleen yeah. Higgins, Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. It's so great to yes, have you. Yes, thanks for having Congratulations. me. Congratulations. Our, our diocese Thank is blessed you. to oh, have you. Wow. Hey, stick around. We'll hear more about the new book, It's Not About the Predator, A Parent's Guide to Internet and Social Media Safety. It is half past the hour on Wake Up. Your heart into the truth on Wake Up Johnny here this morning on a Wednesday. Well, you know, uh, an important topic, not a comfortable one, but a very important topic for anyone with children old enough to hit a key on a computer or on a cell phone. We're joined this morning to talk about a topic with John DiGiloramo, talking about his new book, It's Not About the Predator, A Parent's Guide to Internet and Social Media Safety. Good morning, John. Good morning. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, it's so important to talk about this. But uh, this book, I, I was kind of looking at the, at, the, at the outline and everything. And, and uh, let, let's talk about this, first of all. It's a new time. It's a new generation. And for some of us, it's like, what the heck is going on? But I like how you start off with uh, looking into the enemy's playbook. So where is he coming from, just so we can understand, our, our I guess, our adversary here? Yeah, so, you know, uh, every... Um, every game, every application that a teen or a kid might be using, uh, there's going to be some kind of fake profile set up by a predator. And staysafe.org estimates that there's 750,000 predators online, which means wow. that you know they're going online, they're putting a profile like another 11-year-old that might be playing a game. And so you just have no idea who these other people are unless you personally know them. Right, right, right. So, so what does that look like? In other words, once they got you, or at least, uh, well, how do they, you call it grooming. What does that mean? What are the signs of that? Yeah, so one of the things that they're going to try to do is to make some kind of connection with the kid or the teen. Uh, they're going to want to get information. You know, and it could be more than just, you know, hey, where do you live, that type of thing. But what they really want to get into is to find out what is your weakness or find out, uh, you know, what are you missing? And you know, every adolescent is going to go through ups and downs. And anytime they see where a situation is where a teen, you know, is looking for something, looking for some kind of affirmation, some kind of way to build up their self-esteem, that's, that's going to be their end. That's how they're going to try to make that connection and build the trust. Once they build the trust, then they can start to really manipulate that person. Hmm. Well, so, so uh, what would that look like in our kids, say, as compared to them just doing things that we would not necessarily have, you know, they do other social media things too, but what would be some signs like of this grooming or them having an effect on them? What, what should be like, oh, oh, there's a little flag going off here. Yeah, um, probably one of the big red flags is, um, is keeping uh, secrets. So any time where, uh, you know, a kid or a teen doesn't want to talk to the parent about their online friends, what they're saying, what they're doing, et cetera, um, that's definitely going to be a big, um, a big red flag. And, you know, one of the predator tactics, you know, for example, is they're going to be many times looking for some kind of explicit picture. And one of the ways that they start is they will say something like, I'll give you $10 for a picture of your feet. And with today's technology, you can move money around, whether that's PayPal, Venmo, Apple Pay, etc. And so a kid might say, oh, $10 for my feet, what's the big deal? And, uh, and now I could use this money to go buy something. Well, you can imagine that that's going to escalate of what they want for a $20 picture, $30, 50, et cetera. This is that grooming process where they're getting them used to getting money, you know, a little bit of, um, of something that seems like it's innocuous, like a picture of your feet, but it's going to escalate into something more. Wow. Okay. We're talking uh, with John D. Girolamo, and the book is It's Not About the Predator, A Parent's Guide to Internet and Social Media Safety. John, one of the things in the book that I noticed was you had an opportunity to share with us 
an inter- interviews or an interview that you had with uh, law enforcement officers who, who are uh, kind of chasing these guys, these, these people down. What, what, did you, what did you learn there that we would all really benefit from, from interviewing the, the, the law enforcement officers? Yeah, so uh, one of the things that uh, people should know is, you know, they're not just targeting girls. They're targeting boys just as much. And one of the tactics that they'll use for teenage boys is someone will set up a a fake profile of an attractive, say, college-age woman, and they'll make some kind of, you know, connection, friendship, follower, et cetera. And the next thing you know, this, you know, this girl will be sending explicit pictures. Now, they're probably not, it's probably a fake profile. They've probably downloaded it from a pornography site or something and essentially say, hey, I've shown you my picture. Now it's, now you show me. And mm. if, the, if the teen falls for that uh, trick, he is going to immediately get extorted. They're going to... Uh, immediately say, you need to pay me some number, you know, $100, $200. And if they don't, um, that person very likely will send that, uh, that picture that the teen has taken of himself and send it to everyone in his social network. And of course, if they're an online friend, they can see who else is in your social network. And, and these guys will do that, um, you know, regardless, they don't really care if it embarrasses you or not. And, uh, but they're looking for money, and um, law enforcement looks at those cases all the time. This happens all the time, um, where they're 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 having um, you know to make payments, and of course the payments never stop. It always escalates till it till it kind yeah. of blows up. Wow, and I could see how we would see our kids turn dark, turn to get depressed, get very quiet when it starts to get to their circle of friends. Wow. Well, well, let's turn let's turn to something we can do. Um, give us. I know one of the chapters that you cover in the book is ways to protect our kids. So, what tips do you have practically to have for us? Yeah. So uh, part of it is going to be technology based, and the other part is just kind of really being an involved parent. So you can definitely do things such as uh, install parental control applications like Bark or Canopy, but those are guardrails. They're not going to be fail-safe. You've got to uh, look at what's going on and monitor the applications, games, chat rooms, any kind of private messaging service that your kid is involved in, and you need to look at those things. And But before they even put those apps and games on their phone, you as the parent should be approving any kind of download that happens. And there are specific programs you can buy, such as Ask to Buy is a program for an iPhone where you, the parent, can control what's being downloaded. So um, you definitely should kind of use some of that technology. But some practical things, limit the time. You know, don't let them take their phone up in their room and go to bed, you know, texting into all hours of the night. And the other piece is communication. You know, you've got to have those conversations with, with your kid, and you need to have them on a regular basis. You can't do it once when they're 13 and forget about it. You have to do it all the time and, um, and just try to, you know, really be on top of things. And, and being that involved parent, you know, when it comes to phones, you need to be the parent, not the friend, um, because protecting them is, is important and any kid that's online, which is just about every kid, is susceptible. 
Yeah, you bet. You bet. Uh, ask to buy. That was the, the program you mentioned. Is that right? Just yeah. Mm-hmm. Ask to buy. Wonderful. Well, you know, our kids are, they're, they're going to get on social media. I mean, there's a question you had about in the book, is social media safe? Uh, hey, it's not going to go away. So what would you be your answer to that? Yeah, it, unfortunately, it, you're, you're right. You, you know, the way that the kids um, operate these days is is everything is through social media. And many times, uh, you know, kids have accounts when they're pretty young. You know, in the old days, you would have a smartphone maybe you when you were only in high school, but now you're seeing that at the elementary school level. Mm. So it's, um, you know, it's not safe. And, um, and that's where it goes back to having those conversations, checking your kid's phone on a regular basis and then being aware of some ways that kids can get sneaky you know there's a you bet there's programs yeah. out there that uh, hide folders and things like that well john thanks so much for all the info at the book is it's not about the predator a parent's guide to internet and social media safety available check out that out john thank you so much brother yeah, hey, thanks for having me. It's the, it's the best $6 investment a parent can make. And It is 48 past the hour. Thank you for tuning your heart to the truth this morning. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Johnny Bear and Alicia Quibido. All of the information on our guest today can be found in the comment section for today's Facebook Live video. That is Wake Up Wednesday, and it is the first post that you will see on our Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com and search Catholic Community Media. Of course, if you have any information on today's show, then feel free to message us and we will get that information to you. Our next guest is Dina Dow. Dina is the Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And today she joins us as we look forward to the wine conference. Dina, I, I, I can't wait. I love the wine conference. It is so much fun. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm distracted in the studio, I'm going to tell you, because Alicia and Kathleen are here, and I am Kathleen's boss. So I was listening to everything you said earlier yeah, no, today. Like, oh. And the three of us don't like to talk at all. No, no, not so at all. I know. <laughs> Gabby, you're so right. I'm excited, too. This is the third Women in the New Evangelization Conference coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Kelly Walchrist is the founder and director of WINE, Women in, in the New Evangelization. And Kelly's question is, why do women need wine? Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> there's a lot of answers to that question uh-huh. that yeah. we can go down. <laughs> but particularly for women to just experience and encounter Jesus Christ at this amazing conference and then go out into the world and evangelize and bring Christ Jesus to others. So this year's theme is called Anchor of Hope and it's a Saturday, January 28th at Our Lady of Mercy Church here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So we are super excited. The lineup is wonderful. Awesome. Of course, for our, our New Orleans and our Gulf, Gulf Coast listeners who are most familiar with, Kitty Cleveland is going to be with her. us. Yeah. She's so beautiful and mm-hmm. profound. Uh, Leah Jacobson's going to be a speaker. And her kind mm-hmm. of nickname is um, 
Wait, where is it? I had it earlier. She's the founding of the Guiding Star Project. She's amazing. And she does a whole lot of conversation with the whole feminism, Mm -hmm. right? The feminine genius of the woman. Mm -hmm. And and so it's beautiful. Martha Fernandez Sardina is going to be with us. She is she is on fire. She's uh, the executive director of Remember You Are Love. She's bilingual, evangelization speaker. She's wonderful too. We also have a local speaker, Erin Franco, um, who was mm-hmm. the keynote speaker, local speaker in 2021. But a lot has happened in Erin's mm-hmm. life over yeah. the past year and a half. And so yeah. we're really happy to welcome Erin back and, and to, to the scene. So we have about... We're almost topping at registration, but I can invite women. Um, I asked Kelly last night, I was like, can we have some (laughs) walk-ins? So if you just feel so moved to come, I really, truly just ask you to discern your heart Mm -hmm. and just come on over to Our Lady of Mercy. Um, Registration starts Mm -hmm. at 730. We'd be happy to have you. Yeah, You know, our listeners know uh, Erin Franco from Catholic Mom Mix. Exactly. She's a regular on Catholic Radio. Yeah, she is the humble handmaid. That's right. She's truly her name, too. Of course, Catholic Mm -hmm. Community Media is going to be there um lots of vendors shopping chocolate (laughs) wine after the conference (laughs) right we don't actually serve wine bishop duca is going to open the conference with us and celebrate mass he'll be with us most of the day of course father cleo milano and his team over there we're just so grateful that they're hosting Mm -hmm. uh this year so yeah look forward to that what are you looking forward to uh, gabby because i know you love coming to this I do. I have never missed a wine conference in Louisiana ever. And each one is fun and just filled with women. And I was actually telling my husband this morning, I was like, I got to get there early because like really early because they start lining up. The ladies start lining up so early. It is so jam packed with just women of different ages. You know, I've seen young girls as young as 10 years old there to seasoned women 70s 80s in groups i love it you know and women of all ages can go obviously Um, but i've seen mothers-in-law mothers-in-law take their daughters-in-law vice versa mothers and daughters and aunts and, and nieces it's just a beautiful thing dina real quick why should women maybe attend something like this because a conference and dedicating half of your saturday is quite a commitment yeah it is you know it, it is challenging because our weekends are precious to us and we're really full but i always encourage women and men of course to take the opportunity to really invest in time with Christ and in community Mm -hmm. with people that may not necessarily worship or celebrate life with. And this is an opportunity for us to just take a holy pause in the middle of January, actually towards the end of January now, and really prepare Mm -hmm. our hearts for what the Lord is trying to give us. The whole just theme of anchor of hope, I think, is something that's very, you know, just prevalent right now. I think we all need an inoculation of hope. I think there's opportunity for hope and there's opportunity to meet other women that are in the same places that we are. And, and just to invite them to just what Kelly would say, ignite your spirit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess if you're sitting here listening to this or you know someone that maybe is like, you know what, they, they need that ignite. Um, mm-hmm. I would I would just, you know, just bring them. <laughs> I just say, you know what, we're going to spend a Saturday with, you know, 400 plus of women and celebrate yeah. life in Christ. And uh, there's opportunity for confession. We'll have four priests that are going to be hearing confessions most of the day. So it's, it's just a time to celebrate life and at the same time to be nurtured, be healed, and be welcome into this community of, of faith. I mean, the 
The women are yeah. amazing. There are people that come from California. There are people that come from Texas. Mm-hmm. There are people that come from all over Louisiana. The women that are actually yeah. emceeing are from Minnesota. So they're happy to come down and thaw out after seven degrees of weather. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, and I, and I love the national aspect of this conference that brings it to the local community. So um, so I would just, you know, just pray about that and see where the Lord is leading you uh, to come and join us yeah so it's too I think late that's to... so perfect yes i'm sorry i was just going to think... ask about making a reservation it's too too late to do it online but you yeah, can but show you can up walk in our gotcha. lady mercy catholic okay. church on marquette avenue and here in baton rouge yeah show gotcha. up at 7 30 show up at 7 we'll be there at 6 <laughs> with lots of coffee and uh maybe some chocolate ahead of time Definitely no wine, though, until later, <laughs> much later in the day. But, yeah, it's just a real – and we're so grateful for Bishop Duker for supporting the conference. We're grateful for the women that are flying in to be the speakers and just grateful for Catholic uh, Community Media's support and all of this and the promotions. And we just really, and then if you can't come, we ask you to just pray. Pray for the women that are there attending. You know, everybody's in a different place in a different time and space, mm-hmm. but they encounter Christ Jesus through the speakers, through the community, and through the fellowship that they're going to experience that day. I guarantee you're going mm-hmm. to laugh, and you you might have a few tears, maybe, but tears of joy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. and that's why there's tissues in that goodie bag. So, yes. and I was having a, <laughs> real quick, I was having a wonderful conversation with Sarah Denny over the last week in New Orleans. We were just talking about being authentic Catholic women in today's world when the world is trying to push another type of image of what women should be. And if you don't believe in this, you're not truly authentically feminist or, you know, you can't be a feminist or love being a woman. So I think think that the wine conference kind of sets that straight, right? Yeah. As Catholic women, uh, you know, we, we can come to that conference with those questions. So, yes. Dina, unfortunately, we are out of time. Real quick, what's that website we can go for last The website is catholicvineyard.com. I believe, I think it's catholicvineyard.com. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, or you can call mm-hmm. the diocese, uh, Dina Dow, the diocese, or contact us at diobr.org. Love to see you. If not, we'd love to have your prayers. I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much, Dina, for joining us today and look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Lovely. Johnny, I, I mean, we've come to the end of the show with some wonderful and great guests. If you don't mind closing us out in prayer today. You bet. Speaking of evangelization, we'll call on St. Paul again in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, in St. Paul the Apostle, you've given us a model for the spiritual battle of our times. Don us with the belt of truth the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, and the helmet of salvation to overcome the evil one. For while we know that your victory is certain, many souls are still in the balance. Grant us every gift of the Holy Spirit in order to bring your offer of life to all we meet today and to do this with charity and understanding. And we pray this in the name of our Lord, Jesus, our Savior, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Have a wonderful Wednesday. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.